We are continuing in Ephesians chapter 4 for our meditations. So if you'd like to turn there, we're going to read verses 11 through um, 16. I'm just going to make a few comments on verses 14 and 15. We'll be starting in verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And Father, we do rejoice in your powerful, almighty, inerrant word this morning. We thank you indeed that we have it in our own language. We thank you that we can hear it now as we prepare to come to this table with you. And so again, we pray, as Gil prayed, that we'd have teachable hearts and that we'd hear your word and we'd rejoice in it and seek to apply it in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Well, I realized this past week how important it is and how much I take for granted and we take for granted that we can speak. I lost my voice this week. Uh, I don't think I've lost my voice like that. Uh, I don't think I've ever lost my voice for five days. Uh, I pray that you will not have that. Many of you have a cold, I know. But may you be spared from that. And so most of the week, you know, I couldn't, couldn't uh, join in in conversations. I couldn't answer questions. And I, it was kind of odd, you know, you, you realize, you know, sometimes Sherry and I are in the kitchen. She's over there talking, asking questions. And I'm going, you know, I, I, you know we're not looking at each other, so I couldn't, couldn't answer. And so then I realized, wow, you know, I take my voice for granted. I take my the ability to speak for granted. And, uh, you know, it's necessary. It's a necessary thing. And, of course, it's a blessing from the living God. And it's a necessary part of, uh, a necessary part of speaking uh, with each other as members of the body of Christ is to speak the truth. We can all speak. And we're called to speak the truth. Verses 14 and 15 here say that rather than relying on creative or false doctrine or especially false teachers, that we will rather all be growing up into Christ. We'll be growing toward maturity in Christ together uh, because we're speaking the truth with each other. We're called to do that. And we heard earlier in the reading of the law this morning before the time of confession that we should not, of course, speak falsehood with each other. Verse 25 in this passage says, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. We're called to speak truth. And a good way to speak the truth, I believe, is to share the word of God with each other, because it is the truth. Praise God. He has given us his truth to share with each other. And we are all responsible as Bereans to learn the word ourselves and to speak it uh, in order to encourage each other in the word. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And by that, I think it means 
in our mind, in every part of us. We should delight in it. It should be dwelling in us all the time. And then it says, after it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, it says, teaching and admonishing one another. And it says, with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, but in the word, using the word. We're meant to teach one another. We're meant to admonish one another. And praise God, we do that here. And we know we can and should do that here. You know, back in my navigator days, many years ago, we were, uh, the expectation in our culture, I guess you'd say back then, uh, was to share. You had to be ready to share at all times uh, from the Word of God. Uh, Whatever you were learning, you happened to be learning, or you had in your quiet time that morning, uh, whatever you were memorizing, even a little part of it, a verse. Uh, So you just better be ready to share. And that was a good thing. Especially in my case, uh, that was very helpful because I would have tended, and I did tend back then, to just let others share. Okay, I'm good with them sharing. That's okay. But gradually I realized uh, I could do what I now see I am gifted and called to do uh, to encourage others by sharing from the Word of God what I was learning and what I was memorizing. It didn't have to be deep, really. It didn't have to be long either. Um, and it, that's mostly the way it was early on. Uh, but now, you know, it's so, praise God, we can do this in person if you have your voice working. Uh, but we also have email, uh, sometimes much to my chagrin. Uh, we, we, we have that, and it is a blessing. And so you can send a brief email to someone. It's really easy. It takes a few seconds. You can send a few parts of a verse and greatly bless your brothers and sisters. You can text the verse the same way. It's, I know some of you can really do that fast. I can't do that. But you can bless people greatly. I don't know if we realize how much that sharing the Word of God is important in that way. You can leave a voicemail, of course. And I think that's great because then you can hear the person's uh, feeling in it. And, of course, in person, I, I think that's the best. But, um, so all those things can be brief. And, uh, you know, that's part of what it means to speak the truth uh, speak the truth of the word to each other in love. You know, if you think of somebody, you think, oh, I'll, talk, I'll send something to them later. You know how often that happens, you know? Well, texting, you can do quickly, you know? So when that comes into your mind by the grace of the Holy Spirit, do that. It's such a great blessing, and, and it's a very simple thing to do. So the truth of the word should be uh, taught among us as it is. It should be learned uh, because we are disciples. It uh, should be practiced, of course, and it should be spoken uh, among us. And the Word of God in a number of places, as here in Ephesians 4, also tells us, uh, tells us what to speak, but it also tells us how to speak, uh, how to speak the truth with each other. Verse 29 tells us, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. So first of all, it says, you know, let no, certainly no corrupt words should come out of our mouths. Corrupt meaning words that tear down, words that are hurtful, words that are uh, untruthful. Yes, those shouldn't come out of our mouths. They do. We have to repent and ask forgiveness. Um, and the, the words that need to come out of our mouths, though, are edifying words, words that build each other up, uh, words that uh, glorify the Lord, words that impart grace to those who hear. And sharing words from the Word of God can impart grace. It is the Word of grace, and it is powerful, living and active, and it's meant to edify. In Ephesians 15, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 15, it says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. That's a great picture. There's a tree growing, it's producing, it's blessing others. 
You know, the, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. And a word spoken in due season, it says, how good it is. It's spoken in due season, you know, when it is needed. And we are to speak the truth of the word to each other and uh, to all in love. Because first of all, it should be done in love. First of all, because we love the Lord Jesus Christ and we want to please him. We want him to be honored and we want to please him in what we speak and in how we speak. And then secondly, it should be done in love because we love the word of God. We love it because it is the truth. His word is life. And uh, we should appropriately share it also. So uh, it should be, words fitly spoken are beautiful. You know the proverb? Um, like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's a beautiful picture. Our words can be like that. I don't think we often think that. Especially though, as I shared before, as we communicate some even small part of the word of God to each other. We need that in each other's lives. I need you to do that in my life. And then thirdly, we speak the truth in love because we love one another. The Lord is increasing our love for each other here. Every Lord's Day, all through the week. And so we want, because we love each other, we want our brothers and sisters to be built up in the truth. We are our family here. And so we love each other, we speak what is good and necessary for each other, uh, in, into each other's lives. So I'll end just a few thoughts with first Corinthians, from 1 Corinthians 13. Now that's talking a lot about acting in love. How do you act in love? But also how to speak in love. It's, first of all, it says love is patient and kind. And so we're to speak with kindness, of course, after patiently listening, hopefully. And we're to be kind to one another and tender-hearted, it says in verse 32. Kind to one another and tender-hearted. And then love does not parade itself, it says. So speaking the word in love to each other is to build them up. And it's to point them to Jesus, not to point them to ourselves. Love is not puffed up, it says. So we're to speak with humility, of course. Not in pride. Philippians 2 says, let nothing be done through selfishness or vain conceit. And then love does not behave rudely. So when you think about it, when you speak rudely, you can speak the truth, and the, but the way you speak it is important. Speaking the truth rudely is rarely received very well. It's harder to receive, and it's not helpful. Love does not seek its own, the Word of God says. So speaking the Word in love is meant to bless others. It's not seeking to get something for yourself. Love does not, and then finally, love rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in being able to bless someone else with the living word of God. Speaking the word in love um, should be joyful for us. Speaking the truth is a joy, and we should hear it. We should receive it also with joy. And so as a result of speaking the truth in love with each other, verse 15 continues here, we will grow up in all things into him who is the head, into Christ. As we speak the truth in love to each other, we will grow up here. We are growing up here, praise God, because we do that. Let's continue to do it, even more so, joyfully. The body of Christ and the members of it will be growing toward maturity uh, in Christ, uh, toward the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. When we serve with our gifts, like we talked about two weeks ago, we will continue to grow because we are serving in love with our gifts and when we share the truth in love with each other. And brothers and sisters, to not speak the truth with each other is not loving. 
and to speak the truth in an unloving way to each other is not in accord with the Word of God, and it's not pleasing to Him. And so, this morning, because I do love you, I am speaking this part of the truth of the living Word of God to you, and I will now pray that we as a body will continue to grow in speaking the truth with each other, and that then we will grow up into Christ. Let's pray. Oh, Lord God, we are so thankful for your living, almighty word, for your revelation to us, for the truth, and that we can learn and share by the power of your Holy Spirit with each other. And we thank you for calling us into your family here and for calling us to edify one another and to bless one another with our words, especially with your word. And Lord, we pray that we would speak the truth in love to please you, and that we would continue to grow in love for one another, and that your family here would be built up, that your name would be glorified and exalted, and that we would all grow up in every way into you. And we ask this and continue to commune now with you at your table in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.